Hey beautiful, I am so happy that you are here. My name's Courtney. I'm a wife, a toddler mom, and a 30-something year old Ohio girl just trying to find my thing. In this podcast, it's all about transparency with ourselves and each other. If you hang with me, we are going to build a community where self-care isn't selfish. Talking about anxiety and depression is as easy as asking about your favorite color. And we're going to try every damn day to be the best version of ourselves. So if you're ready to chase your own dreams, even after chasing around a little one, then you're in the right place. This is Chasing Courage. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Chasing Courage. I am your host, Courtney, and I am so excited to be back. Oh my gosh, so it's been about six weeks since we were all together via the uh, the radio podcast airwaves, and I genuinely, genuinely missed being behind the mic and communicating with you guys all on the much more regular basis um, than I did through just my Instagram page over the last uh, month and a half. So... I want to just get right into it. This is going to be um, a little bit more of a heavy topic, um, a very transparent, as I call out in the intro to to the podcast, that I want us to be all about sharing transparency with one another and even being transparent with ourselves. I <laughs> this is a little bit hard for me just because this this message that I'm about to give this. I don't know, you could even call it a bomb that I'm about to drop. Um, It's going to be the first time that most of my family and my friends uh, hear me speak about this. And the reason that I'm choosing to do it here so publicly is frankly because for the last couple weeks as I've been researching this and chewing on it and, you know, journaling about it, I have come to the conclusion that, frankly, I would rather not talk about it, you know, a dozen different times with the individual people um, or groups of individuals in my life. I'd rather just do it once and then those uh, individuals who are closest to me can, you know, reach out to me and address it to me one-on-one if they so choose to. Granted, there are a few select people in my life that I have spoken with this um, with this about. Uh, obviously, my husband, um, a a coworker of mine, and one one of my close virtual podcast friends, whom I have shared this with. Um, and this this thing that I keep referring to, I'm not, I'm not gonna. Um, keep teasing teasing you along or stringing you all along, um, but it is that I believe that I currently am suffering from and have been suffering from an eating disorder. Um, I will disclaim here that I have not uh, been diagnosed by a doctor um, with this disorder, you know, much like my anxiety or my depression, um, which I have diagnoses for, but just based on certain podcasts that I've been listening to, uh, a book that I'm currently reading, and just some general um, some general research that I've been doing online, some assessments that I've been taking, um, you know, and legitimate, reputable um, assessments, you know, from the... Uh, what is it? The National National Eating Disorder Association, I believe that it's called. Um, I'll link that down in the show notes. It's NEDA, I believe. Um, so, 
yeah, it's one of those things that, um, frankly, I have a sense of shame, um, some embarrassment, and physically, um, I just feel like shit about, (laughs) to be honest with you guys. Um, But I think that as with everything else um, in my life that, you know, isn't rainbows and butterflies, you know, the anxiety that I have, the postpartum depression issues that I've dealt with over the last couple years, I really find that speaking about it and relating to other people who are going through or have gone through the same thing is one of my best ways to process and work through it. So I'm hoping that this is the beginning of that journey. Um, so what I want to do here is tell you what BED and BED is binge eating disorder. Uh, that's the acronym for it. I want to uh, explain to you very specifically what it is and what it is not. Um, and most of this information I'll cite in the show notes um, that I got from not only the um, NEDA uh, organization website, but I also got from um, a website for I'm not going to pronounce the name of this prescription correctly, but Vivian, Vivian Simpro, um, which is uh, a medication that they sometimes prescribe for people who have uh, dis- eating, eating binge eating disorders. Um, and I do want to say that there is, you know, different forms. There's mild, moderate, and severe BED. And, you know, I because I haven't been diagnosed by, by a doctor, I'm not even going to call out to which one um it is that I believe that I do or do not have. I just feel that um, I check a lot of the boxes that that this is. And um, so here, let me jump uh, right into that. So BED is when you experience three of the following five things um, on a consistent basis during your binge eating episodes. And those five things are, number one, consuming food faster than normal which uh, that is the one and only uh, of the one and only of the five items that I do not check that box. Uh, Number two is consuming food until you are uncomfortably full or sick. I do. I do do that um, on a frequent basis. Uh, And this is more so than, um, you know, eating three servings on Thanksgiving or consuming a absurd amount of Christmas cookies over the holidays. You know, this is more than that. This is deeper than that. Um, number three would be consuming lots of food when you are not hungry. Check that box. Number four, consuming food alone uh, due to embarrassment over either what you are eating or the amount that you are eating. I do that as well. And number five, feeling disgusted, depressed, or guilty after uh, eating or after a binge episode. Um, and I do that as well. These are things that I would say I've kind of struggled with mildly. I just said that I wasn't going to diagnose myself as mild or moderate or severe, but definitely more on the mild side um, in the last couple years. But the past uh, six to nine months, I would call it, um, has been the, the frequency of these circumstances have been increasing and rising. And... Um, it's definitely one of those things that they say um, that you experience these these symptoms that I just uh, explained or these episodes at least one time per week for three months or more. 
Um, for myself specifically, I would say that I experiencing uh, four of those five items that I just listed uh, one to two times a week. And like I said, um, you know, probably for the last six to nine months. And now really quick before I kind of get into what this looks like very personally for me, I want to make it clear what uh, binge eating disorder is not because I know that eating disorders in general, um, people can have a lot of, I don't know, misunderstandings about them and I myself am definitely one of them. I know that if you were to say the term eating disorder for me, I would have thought of two things, anorexia uh, or bulimia. Those are the two eating disorders that for the most part I have been aware of throughout my life. Um, Binge eating disorder or emotional eating, um, overeating, all of those things. I honestly, until I took the time to do research and dive into them, didn't know that they were um, disorders that are equivalent to to anorexia, to bulimia. Uh, BED specifically is the most common. Uh, eating disorder among U.S. adults. And so, okay, let me dive into um, the three key things that are misconceptions about BED. Number one, BED is not just about the weight. This uh, condition or this disorder can occur in people who are normal, overweight, or obese. And the one thing that I just wanted to call out here was um, me specifically, I had a fear of sharing this information with the world, really with my family, with my friends, because in my mind, the first thing that I thought was people are going to say that I'm just calling this out as a excuse for the weight gain that I've had over the past six to nine months. Um, and honestly, as much as sometimes it's nice to be able to have a reason for something that's going on. Like, you know how when you're experiencing a symptom and uh, maybe you go to get blood work done or something and you're like, I kind of hope that they find something just so I can know why I'm experiencing the things that I am, the symptoms that I am. Um, I personally do believe that there is comfort in that. However, um, 100% as coming from a family that suffers with and has dealt with addiction, um, from alcohol to drugs, I myself and already having um, dealt with anxiety and depression for the last decade, personally, I did not want to add something else to that repertoire. Uh, repertoire? Is that, I think that I'm saying that right, and I think that the way that I'm using that word is correct. Um, I didn't want to add eating disorder to the portfolio of all of that shit. Like, that's not sexy, that's not attractive, but um, it's just something that I'm looking into right now, and I don't want to have an excuse. You know, um, my reasoning, I believe, for the the weight gain that I've experienced, um, you know, and this is this is deeper than, you know, the, the weight that I gained during my pregnancy. You guys have been on this journey with me if you've been on the podcast, uh, specifically if you go back to the episode about, um, it's not just about your pant size, I believe is what the title is. I get pretty specific on the details of my my journey and my struggle with my weight and the specific numbers of pre-pregnancy and post-pregnancy and all that. So, all right, so really quick, back to the three things that BED is not. It is not just about the weight and it is not a lack of willpower is number two. Research suggests that BED can be caused from many things, uh, including but not limited to 
brain chemical imbalance, uh, you know, so associated with those who suffer from anxiety and or depression, um, stressful life events such as, you know, <laughs> something that we're all going through right now together and have been for the last year, COVID-19 and the pandemic. Um, and then it also can be passed down through genetics, um, which is something that I want to explore a little bit more because uh, specifically the times when I have these um, BED episodes are uh, in the middle of the night or late at night. And I do know that I have some family members um, who who struggle or have struggled with this Um in the past. So I am just curious into curious to looking more into that. And then the third and final thing that I think it's important to say that BED is not is that it is not just overeating. Over there is a such thing as OED, overeating disorder, and then there is binge eating disorder. Um in like I said binge eating disorder is where you get the specific classifications of are you checking the boxes for three of those five things that I mentioned earlier? And again, I'll list those in the show notes. Are you checking three of those five boxes at least once a week and have been doing so for three or more months? Um, and what I want to, <laughs> again, this is so, I'm embarrassed, but at the same time, I feel like this sense of relief, uh, a little bit of weight off of my shoulders by just talking about this because I feel that maybe just by talking about it, that will somehow, some way, um, help me, help me to conquer, um, and to manage this a little bit better. So like I stated, uh, before specifically waking up in the middle of the night, nighttime eating, um, a very specific example is a couple weeks ago, we bought my son those cosmic brownies. I think they're like little Debbie from little Debbie's and, I assumed that a almost three-year-old little boy who loves, you know, chocolate and ice cream um, would love these treats, but it turns out that he didn't like them. So we have this pack of 12 cosmic brownies and he didn't like them. And the way that my mind works, um, you know, and I, I'm not going to blame it on BED or my depression or anything, but just the way that I currently am functioning is that in my mind, I say, okay, those need to be gone. We need to get rid of those. And I don't mean gone as in throwing them away. And I also don't think to give them to maybe coworkers, take them into work or give them to neighbors or friends. The way that I got rid of the brownies was I ate one in the middle of the night every night until they were gone. Um, so yes, literally for whatever I would need to wake up in the middle of the night, whether it was um, our dog was whining to go to the bathroom or I had to wake up and use the restroom. Um, whenever that special moment was in time that I woke up throughout the middle of the night, I would make my way down to the kitchen. Um, and I have done this in on more occasions than just with the cosmic brownies, um, but that's just one specific and recent one that I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, another is I am pretty big on uh, eating in the car or eating in secret. Um, I've been I've been pretty consistent with this for a couple years now. Um, I would actually say that it probably started when I was pregnant. Um, specific things like donuts, um, fast food for lunch. When I've packed a healthy lunch um, or ice cream uh, during my my lunch break or after work on my way home. Um, I mean, and this is so, it's, 
it's silly, but it's also serious. Um, I mean, it to the point where I eat it in the car, where I know that uh, nobody's watching me, nobody can see me. And then when I get to the destination that I'm going to, whether that be home or back to work, um, the remnants or the evidence um, gets hidden in the garbage um, or the trash can so that way nobody knows uh, what I ate. Example, I guess, of my struggles uh, recently um, have been with treats uh, at work, specifically cookies and donuts. Though, <laughs> if you're somebody who is back at working in the office, um, or if you remember remember from a year prior to all of this uh, crazy COVID stuff when you were in the office, I think that at most um, in most office settings, it's a common practice for. Um, supervisors or fellow employees to bring in, you know, stuff that they they baked, the leftover birthday cake from their child's birthday or bring in donuts to celebrate finishing a project or here, here's cookies just because it's Friday. Um, I mean, and it's to the point where like, I remember um, about a year, year and a half ago, uh, we were getting donuts pretty frequently um, at the job I was working at at the time. And I would eat three or four uh, within a couple hours. Or actually just this week um, at work, a coworker brought in cookies and I walked by them a couple times, you know, resisted, white knuckled it, resisted, white knuckled it. Um, and then I proceeded to have, a, I think it was six cookies in like four and a half to five hours. Um, and then went home to actually that's that same day at work. I had two lunches and then had dinner at home and then a huge bowl of cereal after dinner. Like, I mean, that, that day was a, definitely a binge episode day. Um, went to bed feeling physically sick. I have never gotten physically sick. Um, I don't, I don't know actually, because I just hate throwing up so much. Um, that's why I'm always like, I don't know. I just am, I don't like, <laughs> I don't like throwing up in any way, shape or form. Um, and I don't think that it would ever necessarily be a choice of mine to consume so much food that that's too, that's the point where I would get to. Um, and even saying that just sounds so ridiculous, but, uh, it's the truth. Um, and I know that I've, I've talked to my counselor about, um, specifically just the struggle with eating food or treats at work. And we talked about how, you know, when we really dove into it, I was sharing that one of my reasons for doing that is because I don't want anybody to feel bad. Uh, if somebody made something and they brought it in, like, I don't want them to feel bad because they took the time or spent the money to make something. And so I like take it upon myself which is like so silly, but I'm like, oh, I, I need to eat it. I need to consume it as a, as a token of my appreciation. Um, and again, I feel like this just kind of sounds bizarre and out of this world, but that's literally a thought that goes through my mind. Um, and sometimes any of the, uh, I guess, things that I do to consume food in an unhealthy uh, manner or an uncomfortable manner, um, a lot of it comes from this concept that I uh, I read about in a book, a book that I'm currently reading, very not very far into the book, uh, but it's called Intuitive Eating, and they talk about this concept of like the Last Supper. And so often in my past have I done what I would consider to be the Last Supper, like okay, it's 
the last day of the month. So next month I'm really going to get into it. So the last day of the month ends up being like a binge eating day or the weekends. I binge eat over the weekend because I deprived myself or restricted myself during the past week or I plan to do so in the upcoming week. Um, and I just, I really resonated with that. And it was honestly just kind of a relief to be like, oh my gosh, like there's, there's a term for this and other people do this too. Um, it was just kind of reassuring. So, um, I don't know specifically what this is all going to look like for me. I do know that, uh, I am meeting with my dietitian and my counselor, uh, both during the month of October. Um, I am trying to scale back from both of those things, but I do plan to share um, this hunch that I have, I guess, and be really open and honest um, about my relationship with food and how I feel after I eat it and stuff because I totally have not been. Um, even with my dietitian, which I started seeing around the holidays of 2020. I think it was sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas of 2020. Um, and I see her every four to six weeks since. Uh, I, I, you know, I'll say, oh yeah, you know, and then after dinner I have a cookie. But I, I've never shared the details of, oh, after dinner I'll have five cookies. Or I'll say, oh, you know, for lunch I went and got um, a cheeseburger when... I, I, you know, I, I packed a salad and half of a sandwich. Uh, I'll share that, but I won't share. Oh, but then I was like, oh, well, the week's shot and it's Wednesday. So then on Thursday and Friday, I also went and did the same thing. So it's time to stop um, putting up facades, putting on, uh, you know, airs. It's time to be transparent, open and honest um, with my family, my friends, the world, my therapist, my dietitian. Uh, because I am extremely tired uh, of this. And I truly, honestly, I mean, if some of you saw on my Facebook, uh, in my Instagram, or I'm sorry, in my Instagram stories, uh, maybe a week or so ago, I called out that I wanted to lose 20 or 25 pounds in 100 days because we have a trip to Florida that we're taking in July. And obviously, yes, of course, I would love to reach that goal and see those pounds fall off but I truly I truly genuinely more than that is I want to be able to manage the binge eating I want to be comfortable I want to have energy I want to feel confident like I want those things so much more than a certain number on the scale if that if all those feelings come at 150 or 170 pounds, really, I genuinely mean that it doesn't matter. But it's got, I mean, it's got to start with something. It's got to start somewhere. So I would love, it would literally mean the world to me if anybody um, who's listening has gone through this or is currently going through this or you know someone is, um, any resources or support that you have, like I said, I will in the show notes cite the article um, from this prescription drug company where I found some of this information. I will uh, note the National Eating Disorder um, Association website. Um, and yeah, I just, I really, on another positive, happy note, I am so excited to be back with you. I will resume regular um, weekly episodes on Wednesdays. And I'm definitely um, 
looking to do kind of like monthly themes. Um, so you will see three, four, five weeks at a time where we kind of talk about a specific topic. April is probably going to look uh, like a lot of focus on body confidence, body image, uh, intuitive eating, um, eating disorders, and you know how we deal with those as women and as mothers. So that's that's kind of what I'm thinking that this next month is going to look like for us. So thank you seriously from the bottom of my heart for waiting on me for six weeks. And I am so excited to be back with you. I cannot wait to see where the next couple months goes with us. Thank you for checking out the Chasing Courage podcast. If you vibed with this episode in any way, it would mean the world to me if you shared it with a girlfriend, a fellow mama who might really need to hear this message today, or share it on your social media. If you have any feedback, takeaways, or questions, slide into my DMs on Instagram. I make a point to respond to each and every message. I'll be back next week, same time, same place. But until then, think about it. What will you chase today?